Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. I have to tell the story right now. So, normally, I stop at the Chicken Shack to get drinks before the show. Okay. And I pull in, and I walk up to the door, and I yank, and it's fucking locked. But all the lights are on. Okay. Some guy's sitting there. A sign on the door says, uh... Be back in 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So, leave. Go to Bill's. I said, hey, Bill, we're going to leave a little bit earlier because I want to get some water. So, driving down from his house to Main Drag next to the park, there's an SUV from Montana in front of us. And I got to turn left. Light turns green. And she just sits there. And I'm like, are we going to move or what? And... She actually, I said to Bill, she looked in her rearview mirror and like looked at me. And I even said to Bill, I said, what? Does she think I'm the one that's supposed to step on the fucking gas for her and go? And we come down, stop at the gas station. Three of the finest members of society sitting on a bench right there. Come in, get my stuff, get out. As we start leaving the parking lot, they decide they're going to start walking across the parking lot. Now I gotta wait for now. I'm I'm driving at their speed. Yeah, in a in a straight line. Yes. Okay. Single file, please, people. No. <laughs> okay. Now, go ahead. Now this one's about him. You know how he's a little odd sometimes. Who? You. Oh, okay. I parked the Bronco, and the Bronco has the winner the the window switches in the center console. Okay. So I put the windows up. He goes. That's about the dumbest spot to have window switches. Yep. Normally I said, that's they're a on, terrible place for them. He says, normally they're on the doors. I said, well. I agree with Bill. The doors come off. Okay. He goes, but why are these switches here? What, you mean the lock switches? Why are you going to lock your fucking doors if the doors are off the car? So no one steals them when they're in the garage. Right. That's. that's See, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure something out here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if your stories just suck or if you just can't tell stories. I probably just can't tell stories because it was fun. It was funny. But no, no it, just picture that. You it know. really wasn't. No. I was humorized. That's a dumb spot for window switches. Well, the doors come off. But why do they have the lock switches here then? Fuck. I, I, hope, you br- I hope you brought lots of lube for tonight. I'm on 24-7. I'm, yes, you are. <laughs> All the way live, as the kids say. Oh, God almighty. I'm on fleek with the yeet. Yes. <laughs> yeet and skeet, as the uh, as, as the case may be. Uh, so, how's everything else going, fellas? Okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's I, good. I remember the story that I was going to tell you that I texted you about. Okay. So, there's a car parked in our parking lot. doesn't work in our section of the building. But this yes. is your, your work parking lot yes. where I go to pick and you I, up. And I walk past it, and dear Lord, the windows were down, and I was going out to lunch, and, and man, the, the smell of the stank weed, <laughs> it was so fucking strong. And I, it was just permeating the air. And I was, my first thought was, man, don't get pulled over. The fucking stickiest of the icky. Huh? Yeah, and there was a little eagle... 
air freshener. That ain't doing nothing. <laughs> so I went to lunch. I came back, and there was a fella, rotund fella, <laughs> sleeping in the in the driver's seat, like all the way back. Nice. And 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 the best part of it was the car is black, the interior is dark, but he's wearing a white T-shirt. I mean, the contrast. <laughs> and my first thought is like, are you, you, you smoking up? <laughs> it's like, oh, my Lord. Oh, but the car, it just, you walk by it and you could just smell the weed. We get we get some of those in at work sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> the technicians got it. Uh, you get a contact high just getting into the car. And this, yeah. is, this is the guy, if he, if he would get pulled over and he's like, we're going to search the vehicle. Well, for what? <laughs> 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 And, and then they come and run the puppy, and, and yes. it, it don't matter anyway, yeah. because because they don't need your consent to run the puppy. Yep. It's like, oh, oh God. Oh fuck. Um. So, you remember, we got Jim got the tickets for us to go see Megadeth. Yes. On that twenty twenty five dollar all in mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Well, Live Nation's running it again, oh. and two of the concerts that are involved in it are. Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper, right? Which Jim has tickets to go see yes. for him and the, him and his kids. And the other one, another one involved is Mudvayne and Guar, <laughs> and twenty five bucks all in. We're at at Montage, the show that we're going, the show to. we're going to. Oh. But here's the catch, yeah. and because Jim called me today, he was fucking. All in a tizzy because he saw this, <laughs> and I looked at it. I looked into this yesterday when the fucking when concert we the concert week promotion started. I looked at it. Um, it's for lawn tickets, which okay we, we don't do lawn. We're not doing lawn tickets. Yeah. We're not hippies. Uh, yeah, Brian. Some people should just wear signs that say "Please arrest me." You're you're not wrong. But anyway, um, the the montage tickets for the. Concert week promotion are the lawn tickets, mm-hmm. which we're not doing. The, um, the Rob Zombie ones were section 206. I'm in 204. <laughs> well, we're in 206 for yeah for Mudvayne, and those are not included. No. It's the yep. it's the lawn only mm-hmm. because if they would have been included in the twenty five dollar all in deal, I'd have been a calling Ticketmaster motherfucker mm-hmm. getting a refund. Either that or I'm going to fuck some shit up. That that Nickelback show that uh, Jimmy can't go to because it's the right before school Do they starts. pay you 25 bucks to no, go? No, you can go for 25 bucks. No. But they w- he wants to go. He, he wants to go. Even if they would pay me the 25 bucks, I don't think I would go. I'd like to see Nickelback. You would. I don't like the way you said they said that. Like, I don't care. That was kind of condescending. It, no, it, uh, it's not. It's, it's not kind it's of. never kind of. It's just flat it's, out condescending. Well, yeah. I'll play the music, but I just won't like. I won't listen to it. It's good stuff. So, uh, do we want to do? Uh, I got a couple of lists. Sure. Yes. <clears throat> First list I got: twenty awesome albums that critics initially hated. Ooh. This is from our friends over at, mm. Yard, at Yard Barker. Mm. We've gotten some good lists from them. I have one thing to say. Go and, ahead. And and so I took Bella out driving uh, when we were listening to that Alice Cooper album. Yeah. And we were driving around Mahoney Valley, and I had that album playing. I took her out driving Tuesday night, 
and she had her phone. She wanted her music playing. I said, really, that's not fucking important. You know, there's other things to concentrate about. But the list is playing, and Green Day. I'm like, is this fucking Maiden? Holy shit. We start driving around. I wish I lived in Beverly Hills came on. She fucking downloaded that Cooper album. Nice. Oh. Bella, if you're watching, good on you. <laughs> I just I forgot about that. I wanted to spit it before we started rolling nice. here. Um, all right. So 20 awesome albums that critics initially hated. Mm-hmm. Once again, from our friends over at YardBarker.com. Uh, some, of, some of them I agree with. Uh, some of them I don't agree with. Uh, but, you know, they've gone on to become iconic albums. The first one on the list is Led Zeppelin 1. I can see that. It, yes. it, it got shat on. It did. And you either, yeah, most people love Zeppelin. I don't. Yes. When it came out, it was probably just too... It was too hip for the kids. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Um, next, the Beatles, Abbey Road. What was on Abbey Road? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I only know. I know. I have the album. I know the album cover, but I have no idea which songs. That's are on the one it. with the five Beatles on the cover, right? No, the four walking across the. Right, but there's a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh yeah, I get you. I got you. Throw something at him. <laughs> no, no. Fucking, fucking throw something. He's at him. not worth. He's not worth the effort. Come on. Of course, there's a Volkswagen on it. You see it. Right. Hey, there's a guy <laughs> golfing in the back too. That's that six Beetles. Fucking asshole. How's a. Never mind. Volkswagen Golf. Oh. Bet, bet Brian got That's it. not a Beetle, though. <sighs> Continue. I, I don't know. I don't. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, and I sent you that picture of the racing Beetle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had to send that. I'm just doing it to piss you off now. We, we, we already have. He already has his weekend planned too. <laughs> Friday we're going to the movies, and as soon as you sent me that pic, I was out eating with him. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, they started. Yeah. Can we go next Saturday? Oh, okay. Ryan will be there. Good. Uh, anyway, next. Abbey Road. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's on Abbey Road. Next is one of the greatest albums of all time, not just debut albums. Black Sabbath's debut. Oh, I, yeah, I can totally see. But that. I Again. can I, exactly. I. Heavy metal really wasn't a thing. No, and they, you know, they, they, they broke, they, they broke all the rules and they broke the mold. Yes, they did. They put the blueprint down and said, "Follow it." That's right. And here we are. Uh, next is Paul and Linda McCartney's "Ram." I've never heard it. Never heard that album before. Neither have I, and I'm not going to seek it out either. <laughs> Here's a great album: uh, The Rolling Stones' "Exile on Main Street." Yes. I like the cover to it. It's a fantastic I, record. I think I actually I have the record. I don't. Do you know the story behind that? No. Um, this is in the heart, uh, like in the heart of Thatcher's England, mm-hmm. when the tax rate on the wealthy was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a seventy-five percent tax rate that Holy that they would have been paying. Mm-hmm. So that that's why they moved. They, the Stones all moved to France to record this record. Yeah. And that's why the record's called Exile on Main Street. Got okay. you. It's a fantastic album. Um, but the Stones didn't get a lot of critical love through a good chunk of their career. Yeah. That's you know? correct. Uh, unfortunately, because I love the Stones. Here's one that really surprised me, because he's always been a critical darling, is the Harvest album by Neil Young. Mm, okay. They shat on that when that came out? Critics shat on it. Yes. Wow. Was that after Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Uh, I'm not sure. 
So I'm some, not a big, sometimes it's a timeline thing. See, I'm not a big Neil Young fan. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I but couldn't tell you. Sometimes it's a timeline thing. It's like because they they want to they, they want to compare things. See, see, that's that's more Miller's wheelhouse. Though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking. Was it Harvest or Harvest Moon? Harvest. harvest. There was a Harvest one, yes, but there was. I I thought he was solo. Then they were a group, and then he went solo again. Yes. And I'm trying to think if this was before or after. I don't know. But, yeah, that, that's more Miller's wheelhouse because that's proto-grunge. Proto-grunge. <laughs> Just because they look like dirty hippies. They might fucking be dirty hippies. Oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, anyway, moving on. Miles Davis is on the corner. Great jazz record. All right. But, once again, uh, you know, see, this is because most people that are music critics... Aren't musicians? Yeah. Hall of Fame. The, well, those yeah. there, there's an old saying: those who can do, those who can't do, teach. Those who can't teach become critics. That is a very wise saying, and that makes a lot of fucking sense. Right. See, that's why I because I'm not a, I'm I'm not a, a great musician, so I fucking critique. <laughs> Beat me to it. I'm not gonna be, no, that's what we do in this show. Shit, we critique everything. That's right. But but hey, at least I try. Uh, next is another one. I have no idea. Gene Clark's No Other. I, I don't even know who Gene Clark is. I never is. even heard of that name. Here's one that kind of surprised. Actually, it doesn't surprise me that it got shit on. Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. That's when oh. Dylan went electric. Yeah, that, oh. that's not a surprise. It's a good album, though. It's a great album. But that's when Dylan went yeah. electric. Yep. Even his fans hated him at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that's when he got booed when he brought an electric guitar. Yeah, comes out, comes out with a Les Paul strapped on, and everybody just takes a giant fucking crap on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know? Because you can't sing, you know, oh, yeah. subterranean homesick blues with an electric kit fiddle. Yep. Next is one that really surprised me that it got shat on. Because the critics all suck these guys' fucking cocks off. Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Really? Got shat on, rightfully so. It's a shit record was that from the a shit one, band. Was that the one after That's the one with the Dark dude Side? on fire. fire yeah, was yeah, that the one right after shaker. Dark Side? I think it was either the one right after or the second one after. Okay. I don't know. I Wish could... You Were Here is a really good song, though, too. Holy shit. It, it, no, it's not. I thought that song was on Dark Side of the Moon for years. It's overplayed, and it's not... That fucking good. You don't like Pink Floyd, sir. No, but I still play it. Oh. Because people want to hear it. See? And it's not about what I want to hear. Yeah, and I don't like Pink Floyd, and don't play them. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Next. Surprise. This I, I think this is a great album. ACDC's High Voltage. And I'm not a huge ACDC fan. That is a good that, album. That is, yes. That's a very good album. I'm I, like I'm a big, big Bon Scott guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always prefer the Bon Scott era. To Brian Johnson, be but like High Voltage is such a great record. To me, my favorite my favorite ACDC album is always going to be Dirty Deeds. I would. That is a very good one. That yep. is a very good one. Yes, it's it's oh. either Dirty Deeds or Highway to Hell. I'd be hard pressed to pick a favorite. I really, I, I really would. Only because I'm. They all sound the same, but that's just ACDC. They do but not. I, I, but I would go with Back it, in Black. It or, all sounds like ACDC or or The Razor's Edge. Well, uh, th- those are Johnson. They're automatically yeah. disqualified. Yeah, disqualified. Done. 
Next is a record that I am in no way surprised the critics shat on. I love the album. I think it's fucking great. The Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks, here's the Sex Pistols. That was kind of like a, I can imagine that being a punch in the face when that first came out. And everyone, oh, fucking critics. Yeah, of course critics are going to fucking hate that. Well, it was see. a punk well, album. Yeah. Well, well, not well, only that, there's murder, abortion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they, every, uh, they make fun of the Queen. Yeah. Uh, they're, yes. They're, that album is full of everything, like anti-everything. Correct. Well, um, with... The, with Motorhead Day just passing, the 8th of May, mm-hmm. um, there's been a lot of like Motorhead-related content posted up. And <clears throat> one of the things that was posted up was Lemmy tells a story about Sid Vicious wanting to learn how to play bass. Okay? Yeah. Because Sid, Sid couldn't play. Okay. Sid was terrible. Terrible fucking bass player. So he goes to Lemmy, says, Lemmy, you know, teach me how to play bass. And Lemmy worked with him for a little bit. And a couple of weeks later, Lemmy comes and says, or he, but he's like, he can't fucking play. <laughs> right? And a couple of weeks later, Sid comes and says, Lemmy, excuse me, Lemmy, I'm in the pistols. And Lemmy says, but Sid, you can't fucking play. I know, but I'm in the pistols. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm McLaren was all about putting out an image, mm-hmm. you know, and Sid fit the image. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Next, Queen's Jazz Album. Never heard it. I never heard that either. I'm not too familiar with it either, but it's got to be good. It's Queen. Queen. Okay. I couldn't even tell you what the... I've never heard that album before. Me neither. Next is an album that is fantastic. It's Black Flag's My War Album. All right. Okay. Okay. This is the one after Damaged. Okay. Okay, so the second one with Henry Rollins on vocals. And the 40th anniversary of this album is coming up. And Black Flag's tour that they're going out on, they're doing My War in its entirety. Mm-hmm. All right. On my birthday at the Sherman Theater. <laughs> I may have to go to that. I'm not sure. I may have to fucking go to that. And I won't be the only 49-year-old punk rocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garen fucking teed on that one, boys. Um, next is this really surprised the shit out of me because this is another guy that the critics also always fellated. Michael Jackson's Bad Album. That's weird. That is fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once again, it's Yard Barker, so I don't know. Was that after Thriller? Yes. Yes. Okay. And after Weird Al got a hold of him, too. Because yeah. he, uh, he did Fat. Fat, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm huge. I'm fat. You know it. Anyway, um, moving on. I got more chins than a Chinese phone book. Hey, Doug, what's up? <laughs> Doug says, what's up, crackers? Hey, no, cracker. No, no, no. The line was, I got more chins in than Chinatown. Chinatown. Oh, that's it. Sorry. You're, you're thinking of the fat bastard line. Right? <laughs> <laughs> your butt is wide and mine is too. You better watch your mouth or I'll sit on you. Yes. Ham on, ham on whole wheat. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Uh, album that should have been shat on. Pearl Jam's 10. <laughs> Fucking awesome album. Fucking terrible. That was Critics hated that. That thing was everywhere back in fucking ninety one. Yeah, but it, it was it was everywhere. it was the beginning of grunge, and the critics were probably not not ready for like you know. How about you? And so, Popular so. does not equal good. Fuck tard. I'm just saying, man. You, 
You're lazy. I was waiting for you're that. You're lazy. No, you're lazy. Okay, popular does not equal good fucktard. I can't believe you. I mean, I, I, have a soundboard of your own fucking voice. How fucking narcissistic are you? Very. <laughs> Very. I will I will cop to that. I will cop to that, boys. All right, moving on. This one surprised me because this is another band that they're critical darlings. Radiohead's Pablo Honey. <laughs> that only had... I still can't listen to that. Pablo Honey. I know. I pa- just think... Pablo you, Honey. You, 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 you washing your ass? Come to Florida, Pablo. Keep yourself clean, honey. Come to Florida. We miss you. Oh, God. That's a, I mean, that's a, it's a great album. If you're a radio, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I think the only song I know off of that was that one that had creep. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? Yes. I don't belong here. No. Anyway, next is an album that jump started another revolution. Um, kind of like the like the real origins of new metal. Corn's self titled debut. Mm. All right. Critics shat on it. Because, well, think about it. Think about it. It was something nobody had ever heard before. Correct. You're not. Okay. Yes. You've got, you know, Fieldy's distinct bass tone. Mm-hmm. Fieldy's got a very distinct bass tone. Mm-hmm. Almost like a grinder. You know, almost grinding. And then you have Head and Monkey with the detuned seven string guitars. Nobody had been using the seven string since, since Steve Vai. And they had fallen out of favor. Out okay. of favor. Yes. Because they were hot for a, a minute when Vi was hot and shredding was hot. But now Korn reinvents the instrument by tuning that low B down to an A. Okay. And coming up with shit like Freak on a Leash uh-huh. and Adidas and Shoots and Ladders and all the fucking wonderful stuff that Korn came up with over the years. You know, they mm-hmm. did a great, you know, they did a, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, Doug says just because Pearl Jam. Uh, 10 was all over done make it good thank you doug i needed that i i needed a little validation on that one uh doug's my people yes he is another one kind of surprising but i don't disagree with it i think it's terrible because i think they are terrible uh oasis is what's the story morning glory hate that oh i hate that group yeah i can't stand i could li- i could take or leave them i'll leave them yeah i'll leave them and the last one on the list is Weezer's Pinkerton record. That's a good. That's the one with the dog on the front, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's a good album. Mm. I. It's one of those things. If you like Weezer, you'll like it. Yeah. Weezer reminds me too much of of uh, Pauly Shore's catchphrase. I won't listen to him. Oh, cause I'm the Weasel, buddy. Oh, how do I know your name's Lisa? Cause I'm the Weasel. So greasy. (laughs) All right. I got another list. And uh, you know how you did the 80s one hit wonders? Yes. I got the 90s. Oh, boy. All right. Wonders. Oh, boy. Biggest 90s one hit wonders. Once again, from our friends at yardbarker.com. Okay. These are the ones that we heard over and over, probably at the bar. Yes. And it's going to start off with some third generation hair metal. Give it to me good by Trickster. Yes! Definitely a one-hit wonder. Yep. No. No, there was, th- there was more than one yeah, hit. Uh, one in a million. 
One in a million surrender. I, I hated that. Next guy. time I go see Rubik's Cube, has, they have two members of Trickster. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting a Trickster T-shirt, and I'm gonna take my Trickster CD and have them sign it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was actually there was three big singles off of that album. There was One in a Million, Give It to Me Good, and Surrender. And the the whole record was good. They were just five years too late. Mm-hmm. Tr- yeah, my, Trickster was my, just five years. My too sister late. like. Trickster. So that was. Yeah. Well, Jen was listening to Trickster and Bon Jovi, and you were listening to NKOTB. No. It's grunge era here. Grunge era. And Zeppelin. This is when I got into Zeppelin. He still got too. the Marky Wahlberg poster on his fucking door. <laughs> Next. The bad boys from Boston, Massachusetts. House of Pain would jump around. Oh, mm-hmm. the other bad boys from Boston, Massachusetts, I guess. <laughs> What God. the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, there's three groups of bad boys from Boston. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm thinking, are you going to tell me that Aerosmith was a one-hit wonder? Well, maybe in the 90s. Yeah, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, the Dropkick Murphys, the Boston. Well, I was going to say Mighty yeah. Mighty Boston. So I, I, I thought the wrong fucking band. Well, yeah, um, House of Pain's Jump Around. Uh, one of my go-to karaoke songs. Yeah. Um, and I never, I don't need the lyrics for it. <laughs> I, I got so sick of hearing this all the time. That, that whistle and the, whatever that is. Oh it, yeah. It's just, oh God. That's a, it's, it's a fun song. Um, I, I, and the, the guys, a few of the guys from the band went on to have careers after house of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everlast of course did, you know what it's like and yes. stuff like that. And DJ lethal ended up being the DJ for limp biscuit. Mm. So, oh. Yeah, they went on to do some stuff around that. Next is a song that I heard for the first time in Panama. Los Del Rio with the Macarena. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that's... And Took it away from it. Every single fucking wedding. Every day. To this day. Yes. You want to think... You want to think about... You want to have a fucked up visual... Imagine me doing the Macarena. <laughs> we all did it. We all did it. We yeah. all know it. And that and the electric slide. I never did the electric slide. Whew. But, like, I mean, when when the local girls are out on the floor, <laughs> and, you know, when when you're you're at a, a you're at an overseas NCO club, and the local girls are out on the floor doing the Macarena. When in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. And it worked. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Next. Um, guys that should have been bigger. Because they were actually quite good for like a uh, later grunge band. Blind Melon with No Rain. Yep. I actually. There's a lot of good songs on that album. But they only had that one single. Yep. Um, I have their second album. Soup. Yes. That had... Uh, that fell off the face of the earth. I know. What the hell is... G- Galaxy was a single off of that one. Yeah. Yeah, they fell off the face of the earth after that. Well, that's because Shannon... Well, well Shannon died while on tour for Soup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon Hoon, their lead singer, passed away while on tour for Soup. But... Uh, great, great mm-hmm. band. They were, they were like, super talented. First, first record compared to the second one. I mean, I, the second one... It sounded completely different from the first, and I, I just—it seems like they just tried to throw something together really quick while the fire was hot. Yeah, 
and it it didn't. No, I think work. the bad part about it, like no rain has such a it has a certain sound to it. It's very and, very bouncy. Yeah, and the and the problem is with a lot of one hit wonders is you'll get a song that's you get the song, then expect the entire album to be that. Right, and when it's not. No one wants to hear the album anymore. <laughs> they expect and, the, and a lot of one-hit wonders fall into that. They expect yeah. the entire career to be that one yeah. song, and yeah. they should. ACDC does it, you know. <laughs> we can't. Right, you're you're not you're not <laughs> off base with that. There's, there's probably another one on that list that had the same problem. That sure, I, I, I'm sure of it. The next one is, uh, you know, the the definite one-hit wonder. Not in any of our wheelhouses, but we all know it. Hadaway's "What Is Love." I oh my <laughs> well, lord! I mean, Night of the Roxbury, baby. I was gonna I say mean, that's, uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's you. Ooh. You might be this lost Butami brother. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love that. Oh god, that's just that. I you can't help bopping your head when you hear that song. I know. <laughs> I know. That's a fucking terrible song. And that might be my favorite Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord! I mean, Chris Kattan is fun. Oh, they're both. I mean, they're, well, they rip off say anything in that. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it it's just a it's it's one of the more fun SNL movies. Yeah, I always like the I always like the the Butabi Brothers sketches. On oh the yeah, show. yes, <laughs> those yeah. guys were fun. Yeah, they were yeah. doing a mosh pit with the girls with the cable. Yes. Really. Next is a song that uh, suddenly found covers. Mm-hmm. Four non blondes with what's up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, oh. Thankfully, Doug has a really good like upper register and uh-huh. falsetto, yeah. so we can pull this one off. <laughs> this was what this was in the era of just weird, weird band names and weird songs. Yes, the letter four, non blonde, or the letter four, the number four, number four. non blondes. I'm from Papa. That's right. I don't need no education. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking asshole. Four is the loneliest letter. It might be. <laughs> Next it's, it's is Porn with a silent P. <laughs> Four M's and a silent Q. Um next is another one that was big when I was in Panama. Or actually came out when I was in Panama. Was Whoop There It Is by oh. Tag Team. Boy. Yep. yep. I still I still do the dad jokes in the store. Soup. There it is. Soup. There it is. Chuckalaka, chuckalaka, sprinkles. Yep. And and I can I can honestly remember now now picture if you will. Bunch of young kids in the nineties. Driving around in a Buick Skylark. Four white boys. Whoop, there it is. That's for cruising down the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. It's a fun song. It really is. It is. You can't deny it. It's just a great. It's a great fun song. Here's another great fun song, and another one that you can hear live when Suddenly Found returns to the One Ten Tavern, June th- uh, June second. Shameless plug. Um, Breakfast at Tim- Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Excellent song. That is a very good. It's song. It's a fun song. It's it's weird. It's a it's one of those uh, storytelling songs. It's yes. Just, I don't know. Well, it, it, no, the 90s had, like, you had fun songs that were bouncy, and then you had these stories. Fucking morose. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit was so just morose. And you'd hear, and yeah, you'd hear the lyrics, and it's like, wait a minute. Th- this isn't, like, a happy song. Well, that that's like... played happy. Right. Well, that's like semi-charmed life. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. You know, uh, it's the happiest ditty about <laughs> meth. It is. 
<sighs> what do smoke me? We're from Palmerton. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I got to tell you guys, uh, I came up with, um, I have a new SoundCloud rap name. I'm going to become a SoundCloud rapper. Um, originally, my name was going to be a tribute to Pomerant, and I was going to be Smoke Meth. Oh, my. But all the rappers nowadays, there's Lils, there's Smokes, and there's Youngs. So I'm going to be Young Lil Smoke. All right. <laughs> so you're name after a cocktail weenie. Right. Oh, <laughs> boy. I start, I start my SoundCloud rap career next week. <laughs> Next, you want to talk about fun songs. This is on my this is on my Spotify like songs playlist. I will never skip it. It is such a great song. I wish this guy would have had a longer career. Skilo, I wish. I wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah, okay. I I yeah, all right. Now I got it. That's still on internet fame. Oh God, I love that song. <laughs> that is such a fun song. Oh. And I, I'm feeling his pain. He's like five three. <laughs> all right, you know. I wish I was a little bit taller. Well, it's not. It's not all like you know, like it's not a great being that tall all the time. You know, people we bother you in stores to get shit off the top shelf. I will. I mean, there's a times that I'll like I'll go if I see like I'll see like some little old lady struggling for something on the top shelf, right? Uh huh. And it's like. I'll I'll walk up and I'll get I'll grab one for myself and walk off, <laughs> you know, just to let her know. Fuck you, maybe grow a height. I, will, I don't know where that went, but I went with it. I'll never forget me and Andy were at the Frackville Mall, and Andy's a tall boy. This is back in high school, and this guy that was even a little bit shorter than me. We were at the video game or something like that, and this guy just comes up to Andy. He goes, "Hey, you're pretty tall. Do you play basketball?" And Andy goes, "No." Why do you play miniature golf? <laughs> I can't picture Andy saying something. Oh, like that. fucking! I will never see, forget that. See, that's be, that's no. being that's being heightist. And and yeah, Andy's a smart ass like that. Yeah, yeah. Why do you play yeah, miniature golf? Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be heightist. Shouldn't be a height elitist. Oh boy. Come up there and tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, the last time the, the last time I put your head through a fucking wall, it was only drywall. I'll I'll be nice and I'll wait till we go upstairs and it'll be plastic. There's no need to threaten. No threat, promise. Oh, I hate you. Next is one of Jim's favorite songs. Um Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. That is a good song. I know. The, I have that album. Too. I know this song, but I can never think of it because they don't mention the word Possum Kingdom. No, they don't in the song, and I don't like it when they just throw a title out there without mentioning the fucking thing. Yeah, well, because then I get confused. It doesn't take much. Rubberneck was the name of the album. Toadies Rubberneck. Yeah. <sighs> I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I have it. Okay, I figured. <laughs> it's not surprising. Um, the next one. Counting Blue Cars by Deshwala. I have this album. Mm -hmm. Fucking awesome song. Is that a right song? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, but this one, they actually do say, we count only blue cars. Yes. Yeah. And there's another song on that album, uh, Charlie's Brown's, Charlie Brown's Parents is another good song. Charlie Brown's Parents. Yes. Hmm. It's a political song. About, oh. about people speaking, but you can't understand what the fuck they're saying. Charlie, you know, in the Snoop. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Wah, 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 wah. Bill, just pick. Okay, uh, 
Uh, Doug says, Bill, next time just pick the little old lady up and let her get what she needs. <laughs> oh, no, no. That'll end up on a TikTok somewhere. I can't be doing I can't be picking people up in the store. Plus, I hurt my back. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Called for <laughs> get charged with assault. Uh, assault with assault. <laughs> yes, I agree. I hate you. What the? In the meantime, by Space Hog is next. Have that album as well. Uh, Why know. am I not surprised that he has all these fucking? It's nineties. It's nineties. He was the lead singer was actually married to Liv Tyler. Who cares? I just just an interesting point. Liv, but Liv Tyler played at Elf at Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I know! I know! That's why I said it! Stop it, you! I think they only had... Uh, no, by all means, continue on. They had, they had one more album after this, and then, that was it. Resi- from, Resident Alien was the name of the album. From the who gives a shit, who gives a fuck category. Just, hey, Alex, it. I'll take shit that nobody asked Jim for fucking 500. I'm adding content. You, no. you suck at Jeopardy anyway. Beat your ass. No, you didn't. I was the host. How could you beat the host? Uh, well, yeah. I, I beat his <laughs> ass, didn't I? Well, the, the empty, Allegedly, the it, empty, it, it never happened. Peyton beat his ass, and she didn't say a fucking word. Peyton literally had zero points School and thing. lost to Jim. Lost to Jim. In Final Jeopardy, if this was actually the show... Jim wouldn't have been on the fucking stage. <laughs> Bitch was in the negative. Motherfucker was in arrears and shit. Anyway, speaking of bitch, bitch? The, the next song is Meredith Brooks's Bitch. Yep. That's a good song. Very good song. But this is at the time when, you know, the female singer-songwriters were all the rage. Yes. And yes. She went away quickly. She did. Next, Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. Oh, that is one hell of a... Yes. That's One a, hell of a yes. That's, that's a good song. That's a good song. Stop it. Stop, stop being so mean. One hell of a good song. <laughs> it's very hard to sing karaoke to. Um, no, it's not. I, we had to play it. I played it. Well, that's not snack. karaoke then. I played it in Snacky, so I had to play the guitar and yeah, fucking sing. And like I said, I said I was, do, you said that I was fucking impressed. It's easier to do that in a band because you guys tune to the vocals. No, we play it out of fucking E the way it's played or played. We don't do it. I don't. Oh fuck! Do we want to do that one, Doug? Flagpole sitter? I would do it. Jimmy probably be down. Pit shifted. I have one. I could do that. Um. Next is Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight. Yes. Good That's song. That's a good song. Good video, too. Yeah, before the break of dawn, come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Next is Bill's favorite song of all time, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Asshole. <laughs> That's another good I album. don't like, well, yeah, I don't, I still don't, I don't know if I should like this song or not, because I don't know what it's about. Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do I. What's wrong with Sex and Candy? It's the implication. <laughs> it's the implication of the See, fucking song. Right away, you want to take it into a dirty place. Oh. Oh, right away? You've been doing that to me every live show you've ever fucking done. Only when we play Stop the song. Stop dedicating it to me. Only when we oh, play the song. You do not. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is a song for my friend. This is a song you want to dedicate to my pal Bill over here. This is uh, two of his favorite things in life, especially when you put them together. <laughs> Sex and candy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Don't be doing nothing with the gummy bears. 
<laughs> it can make a mess. The friction can heat them up. And... <laughs> Next is another one-hit wonder. Um, some you you should like them. They're good fucking communists, like uh, Rage Against the Machine, Chumba Wumba with Tub Thumping. Yes, I don't think they're communists. No, they are. I thought they were for the IRA. No, they're all fucking commies. Wait. Okay. Look, you can't sing political views. I told you that before. Well, no, they, this isn't a political song, but they, exactly. But they're they're all, they're, a, they're a political group. They are. Very they're very political. political. Very political. I got this album as well. I don't. Why am I, I not fucking? Surprised? I don't. I never bought the whole albums because you know you look at it, it's like if I don't know more than one song, it's a waste of plastic. It's a waste of plastic, no matter what. It's fucking terrible. Uh, next, you get what you give by the New Radicals. Let me guess, you have this one too. No. I don't even know if I know this Holy song. fuck, a 90s album he doesn't have. Birthday present. There you go. <laughs> Next is another song I have no idea. Uh, better Days by Citizen King. I've that's a good seen one. Better Days. Okay. But that's... It's a good song. That's the kind okay. of... Okay. Yeah. I'll take your It was on a lot of movie soundtracks at the time, yeah. too, probably. It, they almost have that... Uh... Ska. And the bottom drops out. And they w- did. They had trumpets. They were ska. You should love these guys. I, I maybe I will. I don't know. And then there's one more on the song, and this uh, one more on the list. And this song was everywhere, and it's a happy little number. It's a it's a fun number, Le- like legitimately fun and happy. Mambo number five by oh Lou Bega. Oh my lord, mm. yes. Oh, let me guess. You don't like it? You no, know, only because of what happened in the clubs when they played it. What? Well, everybody, every girl would wait for their name. And then scream like jackasses when the name came up. <laughs> so all the all you hear is just these pockets of screams, all in different places. Uh, Doug says we could do it. I don't care. All right, uh, whatever. <laughs> Bring it up. Um, no, 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 no. Drunk chicks acting a fool in the bar is never a bad thing. No, I didn't say that. But the screaming, the I implication don't like the screaming. was there. I don't like the screaming. Then why are you in a loud bar? To drink. <laughs> um, it wasn't loud when I got there. <laughs> All right, Ron. <laughs> Fucking tater tot. It's like I went to a bar to drink. The shit that was going on in the bar was not my fucking concern. <sighs> you know these things are going to happen when you go to a bar. Yeah, but I'm usually too drunk to care. Okay. <laughs> but then, and that's what I was thinking. Why would you? Why would it bother you then? After like the fifth time, someone's name Erica screaming in your fucking ear. Fucking bastard! (laughs) And then Monica's on the other side screaming her fucking Jesus Christ! Yes, they're all coming up. And then they're all basic bitches. And then they're all telling Bill, "Shut the fuck up, fat man." (laughs) I wasn't that heavy back then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us were. Yes. He's not heavy. He's my brother. I was. I was felt. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Bitch, you've never been smelt. <laughs> Slim, trim, rip, buzzer, <laughs> chiseled, bullowing, shat. <laughs> uh, yes, I had pulled out the fucking Joel Gertner on you. All right. All right. Now, oh. um, last week. We just uh, we pulled uh, an album and a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do the album first. All right. Okay. 
Uh, the album we pulled was King Diamond's Them. And this, uh, let me give you a little background on the record. Fantastic album, by the way. Um, of course it is. It was one of my suggestions, so you know it's good. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a weird one to do. Well, hang on. This is King Diamond's third studio album, released on September 13th of 1998. Um, Mickey D was the drummer for King Diamond's band at the time, who later on went on to play drums for Motorhead. And there's been one constant in King Diamond's band from day one. Mm -hmm. That's Andy LaRoque, the one one of the two guitar players. Okay. Andy is, he's been to this day. So this was a five-piece? Yes. Okay. Uh, Hal Patino was the bass player. King Diamond, of course, was the singer. Mickey D on drums. And then... Andy LaRoque and I believe Pete Black on guitar. But I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. I'm doing it from memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, before we go into the review, there was a letter attached to the album. Is that is that to whom it may concern? Yes. Okay. Spotify had that. If you went to the lyrics yes. of the last song, it was on there. Yes, it is. It's okay. The letter is from King. Mm-hmm. It says, to whom it may concern, I am scared to death. Nine years ago, they finally let me out, and I was just beginning to feel better. I'm not myself any longer. I guess you couldn't even recognize my face if you saw me now. That phone call two hours ago has me torn apart. It was Grandma. She invited me back to the old house. I do not want to go back, but I must. Maybe you will understand my fear if I tell you what happened during my childhood. Eighteen years ago, I was living with my mother and my sister Missy in Grandma's old house. I had been told that Grandma was away on a long vacation and she would soon return. She did. I have later found out that she was actually being released from an insane from that same asylum. She's insane, they said, when she kept on babbling about them. I still cannot make up my mind as to uh, about who really did separate Grandma's head from her shoulder, Grandpa's head Grandpa, from his, shoulder, yeah. holder, his shoulders. You see, they were always so nice to me. Anyway, time is short, and I must leave for the old house. So here's what happened 18 years ago. And in case we never see each other again, at least you will know why. Hmm. I'll bet we're going to have tea. <laughs> yeah, that was released as a bonus track. The phone call. Uh, the, yeah, on like, yeah. the well, Japanese that, Well, version. the phone call was. Yeah. Not the letter. Mm-hmm. The letter was attached. Was that in... Do you have this album? Yes. Was it? Is the letter in... The letter was in the liner notes. Okay. I actually had this on vinyl. Fantastic fucking album. This should be a fucking movie. Well, you could t- when we get to the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, yeah. talk about it. Um, the first track is called "Out from the Asylum," mm-hmm. which is a spoken word track. Um, it's not an instrumental. It's got some creepy, uh, some creepy musical accompaniment. And uh, yeah, Doug says King Diamond. Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian, yes, I do need Advil, by the way. Uh, yeah, there you go. Gr- there you go, Doug. Grandma, welcome home. Yeah. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, out from the Asylum. This is our intro to the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. We meet King. Mm-hmm. 
King, will you stop playing that thing and answer the door? But we first hear, the first voices we hear are them. Mm-hmm. Look, the old bitch is back. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it sounded like the Muppets meet Gollum. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of. And then we meet. It's a good stuff. Like I said, of course we meet, uh, we meet them. Mm-hmm. We don't know who they are yet. Nope. And Grandma's being brought home. And then we meet Missy, mm-hmm. who's King's sister, mm-hmm. and their mother and King. Um, wait, wait, look, the old bitch is back. Yeah, finally we got some company again. Why that silly wheelchair? Oh, she's pretending as always. <laughs> so, you know, this has been an ongoing game with Grandma. Yes. Now, from there we go to the first, like, "Quote unquote song." Mm-hmm. Welcome home, mm-hmm. and that fucking drum intro. Mm-hmm. You know, Mickey, like that's that's just Mickey D saying, "Here I am, motherfucker," and it's, it's so it's such an iconic intro. In fact, J- uh, Kevin Smith used this in yep. Clerks too. Clerks yes, too. He did to introduce Jay and Silent Bob again. Yep. Uh, I, I, there was another song that they used. I know, and you know what. I just yeah, Smith used another song. There I think two... the the Invisible Guests maybe possibly, but anyway, um, welcome home, Grandma. Welcome home. You have been gone for far too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they're talking about uh, wait till you see your room up in the attic, prepared just like you said, without a bed. Mm-hmm. You will find your rocking chair and the teapot that Missy found. Mm-hmm. We the teapot's gonna play a story, mm-hmm. play part of the story, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Grandma welcoming King into her world, mm-hmm. and this is like the the really the uh, King's introduction to the fucking insanity. Uh, them think of goblins watching Sarah on Labyrinth through the mirror. There you go. Right. Yeah, that's good take, Doug. Um, Grandma's you know, bringing, like I said, bringing King into her world. Let us go inside. Something's on their mind. They are still alive. Can you see their eyes? Can you see their eyes? And the last line. Now that you are stuck with me, you'd better be my friend. <laughs> Grandma's laying down the fucking law. <laughs> the next song is The Invisible Guests. Mm-hmm. Grandma's letting King in on the secrets yes. of the house and of Amon. Yes. Amon is the house, the, the teapot. Yeah. You know, it's like what brings them to life. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out more about that a little later on. But you know, the Invisible Guest is such a great sign. Yeah. A he, great song. He like wakes up, hears noises upstairs in the attic, and he looks through the keyhole, and he sees all the fucking shit floating around and stuff. Yep. And then she opens the door for him, doesn't she? Well, the door opens. Yeah, the door opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she invites him in and puts him in the chair. Yep. Yeah. And that's like, she's welcoming him welcoming him in. Yep. Bad fucking move, King. <laughs> You'll find out in, uh, a little bit later on. Next is T. This is such a haunting song. Yes, it is. This, uh, th- this is when they start to, to make the T properly. It requires blood. And the blood, in this instance, is coming from King's mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the first bloodletting. Mm-hmm. 
of of mother. And uh, oh, it is time for tea. It is time again. Even your mother is present. We made her sleep in my rocking chair. <laughs> At first, I felt really scared, but there was no reason to, as I saw the knife creeping out from grandmother's dress. Then it cut a tiny wound in my mother's little hand. Oh, it is time for tea. Oh, it is time again. Such a fucking creepy, <laughs> creepy song. One of my favorite tracks on the whole album. Now the bloodletting's continuing, and Missy is starting to notice that things are going not well for mom. Mom around the house, yeah. Yes. Like she's not even getting out of bed. She's pale. Yep. She looks terrible. And this is the song Mother's Getting Weaker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the song Mother's Getting Weaker, looking paler day by day. You know, Missy is confronting King. Trying to get him to do something about this. About the phone, yeah. Right. Call, call for help. Call for help, but he cuts the wire. All he does is cut the cord. Yep. And then she screamed at my back, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And that's how the song ends. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the next song is my favorite one. Oh, Bye Bye Missy. Yes. This Bye. fucking song creeped me out. Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is Missy... Uh, you know it better than I do, but basically Missy comes up into the attic, uh, confronts Grandma and King, and Grandma basically says, this is the end of you. And them, they, them, cut her into pieces. Oh, the line, the fireplace downstairs is going to be the perfect place for you, or something like that. Am I correct? And the, they- the, 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 the. Bye-bye, Missy, be gone forever. The beautiful fireplace in the kitchen will do. Yes. Yeah. So Grandma basically drags her down there and... No, 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 no. They do. They do. Because there's a line in there, uh, seeing her drugged by by invisible hands. That's right. And the big axe flying now. And they chop her up into bits Mm -hmm. and throw her in the fireplace. Right. And King sees this all from the outside. He's gone outside the house. Okay. He's gone outside the house, and because she broke, uh, Missy broke. The she teapot. broke the teapot. That's right. That's what. That's what made Grandma snap, and they snap. Yes, she Them. broke. She broke it. She broke Amon. So they decide that Missy's got to go. Yeah, and the big axe is flying now. Uh, such a fucking great song. Lyrically, King Diamond is a genius. Musically. Mm-hmm. King Diamond is a genius. Yeah. He wrote every song on this album. Oh, my. By himself, except for, I think, three songs Andy LaRocque had a co-writing credit on. Wow. The rest of it is all King. And it's, it's like, this is one of the greatest concept albums you've, you're, you will ever hear. The only dig that a, that a lot of people have is King's voice. Yeah. They don't like the falsetto. And... I've heard I've heard King Diamond before, so it didn't yeah. bother me. And but it's not through the entire song. No, right. he changes his voice. Yeah. yeah, up and down. Yeah, you're right. Right, but that like, he does have that falsetto that a lot of people just like. Eh, I can't, I can't listen to that. Yeah, then don't fucking listen. Yeah, yeah. leave it to the pe- those of us that have culture <laughs> and us, bitch. <sighs> Next is a broken spell. The teapot and the house are the keys to their power. Mm-hmm. Kings realize mm-hmm. 
because he's outside. He's outside. King now knows what he has to do. Okay. This is a fucking a, another brilliant song. Mm-hmm. Now, we get to the accusation chair. I want to hear your explanation on this one, because this one fucked with me a little bit. King kills his grandmother. Is Okay, is this the one where he pulls her out? He, he gets her, her outside, outside, takes her cane, and beats the shit out of her with the cane. No. He bites her throat out. Oh. He tears her throat out with his teeth. Okay. Yes. But you you are right that he takes her outside. Oh, you know, let, let, let's, let's go bathe in the moonlight. Yes. Okay. Takes the cane. Says, You're not getting away. And then he tears her. Th- then he tears her throat. Okay. And then with, with his teeth. Then he goes. That's this is when he leaves and goes into the woods. Yes. Okay. He takes off. He takes off, runs off into the woods. Because I was wondering, say accusation chair, but uh, the chair was up in the attic. Right. Well, no, he might have pushed her outside on this one. Okay. He might have pushed her outside <laughs> in the chair. But oh, the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the rocking chair was upstairs. Okay, which we're gonna talk about a little bit later on as well. Next is an instrument, a beautiful haunting instrumental called "Them." Mm-hmm. That is that's that's well, Andy LaRocque wrote that one by himself, and it's some of Andy's most masterful guitar work. He that dude is such a brilliant fucking musician. <laughs> Uh, he's played with he played with King Diamond, of course. He still plays with him. Um, I think he did a stint in Merciful Fate when Hank Sherman couldn't tour. He he tour. I think he might have toured with Merciful Fate. I know he played on. Oh, what fucking album was it? He played on a Death album. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I want to say no. I want to say it was individual thought patterns, but I think that's not right. But I know Andy LaRocque did play on a death album. Symbolic. I think I'm pretty sure he played on Symbolic. So if you know anything about the quality musicians that Chuck Schuldner always surrounded himself with, and to know that Andy LaRocque did an album with him, you can tell. Then you'll know how good Andy really is. Amazing song. And then we, we get to... Twilight Symphony. King's found by the police mm-hmm. and we're introduced to Dr. Landau. Okay. Dr. Landau is a therapist or a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Dr. Landau returned and I told him the story. Are you mad or just insane? <laughs> you could take him away now. The boy has lost his mind. <laughs> oh, I tried anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll find out more about Dr. Landau later on. On the next album. See, now this is I I didn't I didn't fucking know there was another one until today when I I went on nice little summary on Wikipedia yes. of the album, but then I saw it's it's the first of two concept albums uh, about King, and I'm like, fuck. What, yes. what was that? It starts with a C. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. That's it. Yeah, when he comes back to the house. Holy yes. Shit. Well, hang on. Listen to that. Hang on. Oh yes, you do. I know because. <laughs> Uh, we'll find out more about Dr. Landell on the Conspiracy album and what a scum fuck he really is. King sent to this ins- to the to an asylum. Correct. Probably the same one Grandma just came from. I would assume so. <clears throat> and his mother is still alive. Okay. King's mother is still alive. 
So now he gets back. He gets out. It's nine years later. Mm-hmm. Or well, it's nine years goes by of him in the asylum, and he gets out. He's out for nine years, and then we get coming home, mm-hmm. which is King returning back to the house, and the phone call, which is Grandma calling King back. You got to come to the old house. Yeah. Grandpa's here. Missy's sitting in his lap. That's them. Yeah. Them is all of the spirits. Yeah. Within Amon. Yeah. Okay. Now, in on the conspiracy album, we find out how deep this shit goes. Because King's mother is now married to Dr. Landau. Okay. Oh my Yeah Oh conspiracy I am being victimized again I'm gonna have to listen to that Yeah you'll you'll I'm, dig it Yeah You'll dig it King's concept albums Are always fucking top shelf And he's done more than just The 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 them saga The I Is a conspiracy The spider's lullaby There's There's quite a few Like Wonderful Yeah King Diamond Conspiracy, yeah. or King Diamond Concept Albums. Concept Albums. The guy's a brilliant songwriter. And, uh, you know, I mean, even going to his stuff with Merciful Fate, the guy writes great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've never heard a King Diamond album I didn't like. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And this is another one I got to thank Ricky Rackman for. Hmm. Because I saw the video for Welcome Home on Headbangers Ball. No shit. Okay, it was December of, when did this come out? 1988? December of 88. I saw the King Diamond's Welcome Home video Mm -hmm. on Headbangers Ball. I took my Christmas money up to Soundcheck Records in in Lehighton, Mm -hmm. and I bought them on vinyl. And then I bought Abigail. On vinyl. And then I bought Fatal Portrait <laughs> on vinyl. And then I went back and bought the entire Merciful Fate catalog. Holy shit. And I bought everything after. Up to, I think the last, the, uh, what the hell was the last one I bought? Um, I know I had Conspiracy. I know I had Eye of the Witch. or Well, the Eye. I know I had Spider's Lullaby. Like I just love King Diamond stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy is such a fucking fantastic musician and a fantastic singer. Great storyteller. But you are 100% right, Jim, with what you said earlier. This would make a fucking awesome movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially after I listen to this next one. I mean, you can put the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would have to. You You would... Well, no, you wouldn't have to. You could stretch it out a ninety-minute movie. Yeah, you can make a sequel. out of them. Yeah, yes, and then you could do conspiracy as the sequel, just as long as they don't use any of the songs during the movie. Because, because it, no, it doesn't need the songs for the movie. Let the let the the ambiance and let somebody put make up a score. Mm-hmm. Whoa, why not? Just to hear tea time Monday well, yeah, but... night. I was waiting. <laughs> well, we can make it a musical. There you go. <laughs> Let's get on Think that. Rocky Horror Picture Show. But Ooh. with them. But, well, this will be a late night double feature picture <laughs> show, all right? 
But, but yeah, I mean, this is, to this day, this is one of, uh, uh, Doug says, uh, I think we're scaring Bill, because you were kind of quiet during that whole thing. <laughs> well, it's like I really, I was. I guess I was just waiting to the end, because I enjoyed the album. Right. In, in its entirety, I mean, it did start sounding this like a little bit, every song kind of like started sounding the same during the middle. Because I think the one about mothers um, getting weaker, getting, getting weaker. weaker. I think that should have been slowed down to convey the weakness. It, that, but again, but that's it, not a bad idea. But again, just the the whole flow of it, you can hear it come full circle at the very end. It's like, oh, the shit's starting again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. It, it was a very, as I said, it's not something, and it's one album you have to listen to it front to back. Yes. Oh, you, absolutely. It's hard to just pull one song out. And just listen. See, that's why there's nothing on this album on my light songs mm-hmm. on Spotify. Because you can't just hear one because fucking song. Because you can't jump into the Invisible Guests yes. and start mm-hmm. there. Yes. You can't jump into Twilight Symphony and start there. Yep. You have to listen to the fucking whole record. Yes. But it's it's that's not a problem. It doesn't drag at all. There's no dead wood on this record. No. Um, Doug says he's never. He agrees he's never heard a bad album by King D or Merciful Fate. Um, I I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. I've never heard something bad by a King Diamond or Merciful Fate. And Brian says, "Fuck yeah, my wife would love this shit. She's a horror movie guru." You need to listen to. You need to listen to. This yeah, album. Brian. Um, ha- have her listen to. The uh, both uh, albums, King Diamonds, uh, them and Conspiracy. I'll I'll bring I'll bring this in tomorrow. I printed this off tonight. It's basically the summary of the album. It's it's fucking great. Um, it's it's an auditory it's an auditory auditory horror movie. Yes, is exactly what it is. Yeah. And being the horror junkie that I am, <laughs> ten and a half thousand out of ten. Oh my! Not ten out of ten. I'll go nine. I'm not even going to rate it because it's just a really good album. I don't even want to. I don't want to taint it with a rating. But, but you're not your taint. taint. Your taint doesn't rate it. You do. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard to rate it because I know how highly regarded. I mean, it's something that I, I'm not going to sit and listen to it like like a every Christmas kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I don't. I mean, a lot of King Diamond stuff. I do enjoy just individual songs. And especially Merciful Fate. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't sit and listen to full albums of this. This is the first time I heard the full album. Really? Yes. Well, same here. See, Even though I, I know a lot of King Diamond and Merciful Fate songs. I, dude, I, I've really slacked off. Uh, I Undertable. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Camera I, can't pick that up. I was. Uh, I, I used to know. I If I'm singing along with it. I still know about 90% of the lyrics mm-hmm. of the entire fucking album front mm-hmm. to back. Mm-hmm. But there was a point when I could sit and recite, even without the music playing, mm-hmm. recite you the entire album. Because mm-hmm. that's how much I listened to this in high school. Uh, the, I, this album was on heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, s- still, still gets playtime. Yeah. And I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna listen to Conspiracy. I have to listen to it now. Yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. It's it's like I said, it's a continuation of this record. Um, great story. Um, good pick, Eric. Good pick. That was a good pick. I know. That's why I said it. 
Hang I on. will pat you on the back just because I don't know how hard I can pat you because I know you got a bad back and shit. So <laughs> you got a weak back. <laughs> Doug says he was just li- uh, that. Bill, you were just listening contently. It reminds me of sitting around a campfire telling ghost stories. Yeah. 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 It dude, dude, can never go wrong with King Diamond. See, now we picked a movie. We did. Miller yes. suggested this. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was titled Jim May Go from the Penthouse to the Outhouse for this. The movie is called Ford versus Ferrari. Correct. A little bit of backstory on the movie. It grossed $117.6 million at the U.S. box office. Mm-hmm. $225.5 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. 92% score on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which means it's very highly rated. Mm-hmm. Once again, popular does not equal good. Here we go. This movie details... Ford entering the the uh, well started with the 1965 24 hours of Le Mans. Yes, that's the one with, with Matt. Did it start with Matt Damon. Well, Damon Damon's character, Carol Shelby. Yes. he's not a character; he's a real person. He, he was a real Carol person. Carol yes. Shelby won the 1959. Correct. 24 hours of Le Mans. Yes, and he got diagnosed with a heart condition. Right, so he couldn't race anymore. Correct. Enter Ken Miles. Yes. British racer, mechanical engineer, all around miscontent. <laughs> Your kind of guy. My kind of guy. Well. Played by Christian Bale in the movie. Yes. And I must say, Christian Bale gave a masterful fucking performance. He was he was nominated for... For Best Actor. Yeah, and... and, and, and oh, for a SAG Award. Yeah, yeah. Not, not for an Oscar. This actually did win two Oscars. It did. But they were technical Oscars. Yeah, uh, film editing and sound editing. Yes, um, it was it was nominated for best picture. Correct. But um, like Matt Damon plays Carol Shelby, mm-hmm. and if you know if you're a car guy, even if you're not a Ford guy, you're gonna know who Carol Shelby is. Yes. I'm not a fucking car guy, and I know who Carol Shelby was. Yeah, you know, uh, Shelby American Racing. Mm-hmm. The guy that was behind the Cobra, the yes. 429 Cobra jet engine. Yes. Basically yeah. sold sports cars to the stars. Yep. Yep. And sold the same sports car to the same to stars. Same twice. Yeah. <laughs> well. Carol Shelby was a bit of a scumbag. Well, well, I don't know. There was parts in the movies that were not entirely true. Well, yeah. It's a movie. But he's not the biggest scumbag in this movie. No, he's not. Christian Bale as Ken Miles. British race car driver who was a, another one of these endurance race guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the time, 1963, I think it was, um, the Ferrari Motor Company was on its ass. Correct. Ferrari was on its mm-hmm. ass. So, Lee Iacocca. Local guy. Local guy, Bethlehem, Lehigh graduate. Lee Iacocca talks to... Henry Ford II, hey, we should buy Ferrari Mm -hmm. and start our own race team. And Henry Ford and this scumfuck Leo Beebe 
oh, we already have a race team. We race NASCAR. No. No. You don't get it. Yes. A, ra- a race team. The 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Henry Ford II gives Iacocca the go-ahead to go to Italy and meet with Enzo Ferrari yes. and try to broker a deal. Yes. Enzo Ferrari is a scumbag. Yes, he is. Enzo Ferrari is a scumbag. He uses Lee Iacocca's bid on behalf of Ford Motor Company to entice yeah. Fiat yeah. into paying but that's, more. That's not like I said. There's a lot of stuff that was like not exactly that. Actually, that, that actually happened. happened. No, it didn't because I actually did the research after the fact. So did see. I. Yeah, the Fiat deal didn't happen until two years after. The deal kind of fell through at Ford Ferrari. Well, they it was two years. Then there were months of negotiations. Okay, and I know they got a. He was still. They got to slice it down for a but film. The fact of the matter remains: Fiat, well, not Fiat, Ferrari. Yeah. Enzo Ferrari used Ford's bid against it then. Yeah, you can't compress a couple of years. Into I know, it. but I mean, as I said, all the like the inconsistencies were not that wide, but I didn't no. think they needed to be in there. Yeah. Let me ask you something. The guy that they cast BB, was that not a punchable face, a William Zobka type? Oh my god. Oh yeah, Josh Lucas was the I guy think I think when yeah, I think when they then they cast him, they say they, they wanted to get William Zobka, just a villain from the eighties. The karate kid John. Yeah, I know who yeah, John, yeah. Not who right, Zabka right. is. Yeah. But it's like they and they got someone that had such you you didn't like him the minute he fucking walked in. <laughs> oh no. You wanted no, no, no. you said this guy's gonna fuck shit up. All over the place. And again, uh, a lot of it was dramatized for yes, the movie yeah, and all that. Because yeah. some stuff that they showed happened didn't happen. Didn't, I mean, I like whenever I see these, you know, biopics, I like to kind of go back and what did they fuck up? And there's a few things that it didn't need to be that way. But, you know, it makes it it gives some more pathos. Yeah. You know, for the characters. Yeah. Uh, but John Bernthal as Lee Iacocca. Yes. Uh, you, he looked familiar. Where did Walking I see Dead. He was, the, he was on The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's right. I, can't, I could not. I don't watch the show. I said, like, I know him from somewhere. He and, played a dad or something. And he was The Punisher. Yes, well. that's right. He was in The Punisher on Netflix. Yep, he was Netflix. Okay. He was he was Frank Castle on Netflix. I, I might have known him from like The Walking Dead. Yeah, like, shit John like Bernthal. Yeah. Um, I he played Shane on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, very he his portrayal of Iacocca was very good. Mm-hmm. Iacocca was a stand up guy. You know. <laughs> He was a stand-up guy. He was trying to do the right thing for Ford Motor Company. He was he was that slideshow when he was talking about, you know, they don't want to go buy this, they want to buy these kind of cars. He that's how he pushed for the Mustang. He was one of the guys that helped design the Mustang and push it forward. Yes. And then when he was tired of getting fucked over by people like Leo Beebe, <laughs> he went to Chrysler. Yes, he did. And he uh, he elevated Chrysler. Yes, he did. The minivan. Hey. Fucking Mocha Poca Patriotic Tapioca. Oh, I can just remember, like, I think the SCTV sketches or something. I think Dave Thomas played Lee Iacocca. And he just got, buy a Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> buy a Chrysler. Yeah. Well, he did kind of take on a bulldogish appearance. Oh, yeah. Later well, he in was life. in all the yeah. commercials back then, yeah. too. All the GM commercials. Yeah. Lee Iacocca is not. Lee Iacocca, you know, great, great American mm-hmm. automobile businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where am I at here? Leo Beebe. Total ass kissing shitbag. Mm-hmm. He would do anything to cut off Iacocca's nuts. Yep. Anything to cut off Carol Shelby's nuts. Yep. And anything to cut off Ken Miles's nuts. Most importantly, 
And and it all stemmed from the kid touching the fucking mustache. Yep. <laughs> like I said, Once again, from the, from the movie. Dramatization, yeah. yes. But still, he was a cocksucker. He might have been. Fucking coke sucker. He might he might have been. I like I said, I, I think I think a lot of the real story of it was not as dramatic as like what they made it out to seem. Well, no, they have to. They, they uh, you, you got it. You, you got to have a villain. Yes. You got to have the villain. You got to have the good guy. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like well, like the race where Miles wasn't at listening on the radio. Yes. He was at that race. Well, yeah. He went. He went to the sixty three. Oh, 65. Well, yeah, the first one. He went to the first one, and the gearbox failed and all the failings. He also wasn't as big in designing the car as they made it seem. No. He He was the test driver, though. But he wasn't, like, they they made, the movie made it out to seem like Lee Miles, is that his name? Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Ken Ken Miles. Miles. Designed that car. He didn't. Like, every five times he went out, he found something else to design. They... Oh, I know. I read up on it, but it's like that's the way they made it seem. It I mean, was still a good movie. The car was actually in English. Mm-hmm. It was the GT Four. Yeah, yeah, but it was an English. It was an English. It was a. Yeah, it, it was, was already a, a pre-built car. Yes, they just had to beef it up and do different shit to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and yes. fix it where it needed to go. And, yes, but it was like a team of engineers doing stuff. Well, yeah, well, and, yeah. But he, but but that's not the way they made it seem. Ken Miles did have a lot of input with the car, though. Like I said, when you're the test driver, you know what the car's feeling. You relay. I just, know. I'm not pissing on the movie. I'm just. Te- sounds to me like I'm you just. Are. I'm just saying that with all of these, all of these, you know, movies, they take so much creative license where it doesn't need to be taken. Well, why not? Because it doesn't like it doesn't help the story. Wasn't that a, they had they had all that electronic junk in there? Okay, and they couldn't fix. The way the car was handling. Yeah. They took all the electronic junk out and put all that shit all over the car. And yeah. they were able to see where it was losing airflow. Yeah. yeah. It was a before wind tunnels. Yeah. Right. But what I mean is like not having them in that race and have them in the garage. Well, that was that you know was I mean? more dramatic. Like BB was never locked in Carol Shelby's office. Yes, he was. Okay. And Carol Shelby didn't ride around Ford in his car either. The shit didn't happen. It still made it. That was From where? I love that scene. That's one of my most favorite scenes. I oh, mean, my I'm, God. I'm tempted to read the book that this all was based on. No. Well, where I, I, I don't know. I found things that said that, that like he actually did lock BB in the office. Yeah, I loved it. At, I, I, found, I found that. What, what, ha- what, he's, what we we're talking about here is... Uh, after they lost, after those cars got kaplunked at the end of the first uh, Le Mans that Ford went to. At 65. Yes. Uh, With the brake fade. Yes. Uh, Ford, uh, Henry Ford actually told Carol Shelby, give me one reason why I shouldn't fire you right now. And that's when he said about, you know, I saw that piece of, that envelope pass through six or seven Mm -hmm. different hands. You know, if you want to win... Just put one person in control, and that's when he gave Shelby control of what the hell was going to happen. Yeah, until BB stuck his fucking face. That's in right, and then Shelby heard what was going to happen, and he knew Miles was going to get fucked again. Yeah, so he locked, and then he knew he heard Ford was coming. Iacocca gave him the heads up. Yeah, Iacocca gave him the heads up. So he got that BB guy, brought him into his office, locked him in, shoved Ford into a GT40. Well, if it either happened or it didn't, but took him out in a fucking course. And basically had him there all by himself saying, look, 
Bottom line is Ken Miles needs to drive this car. Yeah. And the, like the one of the one of the other important parts of it was them kind of circumvent not circumventing but it what is now known as malicious compliance with the rules mm-hmm. with changing the entire brake assembly. Yes. To eliminate the brake fade. Yeah. The brakes are getting too hot, they're too hot, they're too hot. Instead of just changing out one component, change out the entire assembly. Because you weren't allowed to change out components at Le Mans. Mm-hmm. You had to change assembly. So they had it set up that with the brakes started to go bad, yeah. you can just take out the whole fucking front suspension with the rotors and everything on it and put a whole new assembly in. Okay, uh, Brian says, local history. Lee Iacocca was a silent partner owner of Bethlehem Ford for years until a few years ago when Cuck bought them out. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Iacocca's own uh, Yakos too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there, it, there was a lot of fuckery in the movie. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Uh, but it's a movie. You, yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, you, yeah, I mean, they made it. And as again, I, they, they made it seem like it was like one race that was deciding everything when Ken Miles was part of so many, like about seven or nine to nine races. Yeah. Yeah, he did as, as a driver. So it wasn't like well, he well, did. I don't think he was ever. I don't think he was ever in jeopardy of not having a job. <clears throat> well, he was. I mean, he he won Daytona. Mm-hmm. He won the twenty four hours of Daytona. And and that fucking guy just sitting there going, everybody does what I do. We're not going this fast. Blah 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 blah. And that's when Shelby came out and said, "Fucking burn it up." Yeah, yeah. Gave him the go ahead to go over seven thousand RPM. Yes, get to go to go past their established red line. Yes, yeah. And you know, the the reality of it is. Nobody knew that car better than Shelby and Ken Miles. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because Carol Shelby designed most of the, you know, the the me- the mechanical workings of the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ken Miles logged more time in the seat than anybody else. Yep, they had a they had a basically a coned Le Mans course at Los Angeles Airport. At LAX, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a, it's a still, even with the inconsistency, it's still a wonderful movie. It really is. The, I won't go that far. It, is, it was the thing, and and the other reason, the other thing that really how BB fucked him at the end of the race when he had a fucking lap lead on everybody. Uh, three lap lead. Three lap. There lead. was two cars on the lead lap. Mm-hmm. There were two cars that were on that for on that on, that were at three hundred and eighty laps. Okay, mm-hmm. or it was. I think it was. I think they finished. Both finished with three hundred eighty laps, and that was the Ken Miles team, mm-hmm. and uh, who was the second four team that got credit for the win? Gurney? No, no, no. Um, I know you're I McLaren. Know. That's it, McLaren. Bruce yes. McLaren. Yes. Uh, and, you know, oh, slow down. We want the photo finish coming across the line. Yeah, all three Fords at once. Well, since McLaren started twenty. 20 meters further back, he got the win. Yes, because he went further distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bullshit. But again, I don't think you can blame BB for that because I think basically... Oh, no. Oh, no, was, I, I can't blame that. Yeah, there's no incommunications. That's all the drivers deciding what they're going to do. Well, once again, that's... that's. There's also... Ken did decide that on his own. I know? also... A fun fact about the gurney in the movie... Um. His kid played his, his dad, huh? which I thought was a, a really cool thing. Wow, that's neat. Yeah. 
Nice. I found out in the casting that they, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you're going to be cast in a movie playing your dad in a race movie, it can't be that bad. Yeah. 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 And that, uh, that race course in the beginning, uh, Willow Springs mm-hmm. in California, that's in Gran Turismo, a game that I play. I can, <laughs> it, I, in my mind, I can run that course just in my head right now, the way it's just fucking. That's another reason why Jimmy, me, and Jimmy love that movie, because of Willow Spring Raceway. Yeah. Uh, Brian says his favorite scene in the movie is when Ford went to Carol Shelby at the diner and explained to him the situation, saying, we need you to build us a car to win Le Mans. Oh, yeah. And Shelby laughed and said, okay, I got, what, six months a year? He said... No, you got ninety days. No, that was that was Shelby and and Miles in in the restaurant. He told Ford, Ford wanted Ford told Shelby this, and then that's when he uh, Shelby pulled Miles in, and they were sitting there having dinner, and yeah, that was I'm pretty sure Brian that was uh, Shelby and Miles talking there at the diner. Yeah. Um. All in all, I'll let you guys go first. I. I'm going to tell you, this is, this is, so we went, I took my kid to go see Get the Let Out Saturday night, uh-huh. and we went out to dinner in the afternoon, and we had some time to kill, so I came home, and I watched the movie off and on, and I started the movie at the spot where the lock carriage will be in, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> when I said, when I said, okay, come on, we got to go to the concert, he goes, Really? I said, don't worry, we'll watch it again over the weekend. He, like I said, he, I, I, he can't get enough of that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, the sound, when I saw that thing in the theater, holy shit! The, just the, the racing sounds, it was incredible. I can see why it won an Oscar for for best sound editing. But okay, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, I would give it four and a half stars. Yeah, I like racing movies in general. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I, I think I might have seen most racing movies that have been out there, even ones that people don't remember anymore, like Six Pack with Kenny Rogers. You know, I, I love the genre, and I love... I I like the racing parts in it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the bullshit, I didn't really need. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I, I kind of I rank it on. So, you know, I give it a thumb. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I didn't need... And I know it's like I know it's a true story and all that, but it's just I did. And again, I did not know the story even going into this, but I knew what the ending was going to be, mm-hmm. which is like the Titanic. <laughs> no, but I knew the I ending know. of that. I, I know. didn't know. I didn't know how this race ever turned out. I never. Oh. I never was interested in this. I'm not a person that likes. I don't. I don't watch the 24 hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and all that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know the history. Yeah. But I, I could telegraph the ending of the movie. If I could telegraph the end of the movie, uh, you know, you have four functional brain cells. <laughs> Anybody could have telegraphed this fucking that ending was, of the movie. We knew it. Four. I have four. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you particular. Oh, if, if you have four functional brain cells, you could have telegraphed the ending of this movie. Correct. It's not fucking rocket appliances. Yeah, but but again, I looked up more stuff about Ken Miles after the fact, and that's something else we should mention. Uh, the movie ends with him, and that actually happened. He's at uh, mm-hmm. Willow Springs testing without a fire suit, and car goes boom. Yep, car flipped over, and that was the end of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, see, I'm the I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum as you. 
the the human parts of the movie I actually quite enjoyed. Um, you know the like the interplay of the different characters mm-hmm. I I actually did enjoy. It was a good. It was a, it, it, the the performances were by and large very good. Mm-hmm. You to be real, you could have had a potato play Henry Ford the yeah. second. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anybody yes. could have played him. You yes. could have had a potato play him. Yeah. Uh, and by all accounts. Henry Ford II was not much more than a fucking potato as a businessman, too. Um, people like Iacocca saved the Ford Motor Company mm-hmm. in the 60s. Um, I could not have given two fucks about the car stuff. I understand that. It, 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 okay. Yeah, all right. I'll give you a little more credit than a NASCAR driver because you're turning left and right. <laughs> but did you hate it? Was it that? Was if, I, it? if I'd have known he had this much disdain toward racing movies, no, boy, no, there was some shit I would have no, put in a bucket. Just, <laughs> I, I did, did, was it was it a horrible watch? It only it was a two and a half hour movie, so you fucking lied to me. You told me just over two hours. Okay, well. it is just over two hours. No, it was two hours and thirty four. But minutes. that's just over. Is it's. It, no, okay. just that's, over. That's, that's, all right, that's, that's post grunge. Those, the, the, <laughs> that's just over. The credits. Just, just over two hours. The movie fucking is done at two o five to two ten. This is just over two and a half did, hours. Did you wait for the after the after credit scene? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't think there is one. It took me. It took me just north of three hours to finish. Okay. I I had to get up. I like, <laughs> fuck you. I gotta walk away for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the car shit, I couldn't fucking care less about. I don't care. I understand that. It it, it, it it has zero interest to me. Correct. All in but all... But was I an asshole for selecting this movie? Yes. No. No. No, no you're an asshole regardless. Damn it. That's not nice. I'm not a nice person. It's, it, was, it was a fine movie. I would, this is not something I would have seeked out in theaters... I'm not going to buy it and all that other shit, but I mean, it's not like it was a terrible watch either. Were it not for this fucking clown to my left, I would have never seen this movie and I would have been okay with that. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to be generous and give it three out of five stars. Yeah, there you go. It's buddy. better. It's better than a lot of some other stuff that I've been watching. This it's year. better than the hunk of shit he gave us last time. You are not wrong. What's the hunk of shit he gave us last time? Uh, Fistful of dollars. I don't know. For this time, it wasn't too bad. That was fucking terrible. You got bad opinions. No, I have the right opinions. This, I'm just glad you didn't. Movie I'm requ- just glad you didn't throw a wrench through the. Through this the movie TV. is required watching at his work. You, you show up in orientation day. Everybody gets their their name badge and they sit down and they watch the movie. Honest to God, when that this when, and Herbie when. This is why I'll never work at a Ford dealership. When I knew that you'd be watching that scene where he's fucking with his fucking wrench and he's fucking banging the fucking trunk out to get the fucking luggage in, yeah. and then he throws the wrench at fucking Carol Shelby, I'm like, oh, Eric's, a, that's Eric. That, that is Eric right <laughs> yeah, there. He's it's going, like, yeah, the trunk is... Oh, you mean a trunk? Uh, look at Fitz! <laughs> yeah, well, he had, to, he had to increase the luggage capacity. He did. Just, Take your rule book and shove it up your ass. Yeah, shove it up your arse. Oh, God. Yeah, I... It, all in all, it wasn't a terrible movie. It was not as bad as I was anticipating it to be. Or, or not as... as I don't want to say bad, because bad's a, a, the wrong term. As 
fucking unpleasant for me to watch as I anticipated yeah, it to be. Yeah. It wasn't bad. You they can, were all mainly likable characters, really, except for except like, for, except yeah. for BB. Yeah. yeah. All they need to do is give him some hookers and like, you know, give him a co- <laughs> some cocaine. Really make him an asshole. Oh, well, have him, have him slap a hooker around. <laughs> let's let's drive the point home. You're not supposed to like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got every once in a while you got to slap a hooker. They might fucking need it. You know Whoa. what I'm saying? Grand theft. <laughs> you might have to, you might have to slap a hooker. You might know what I'm saying. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! Here we go again. There's a little CJ for you. Uh, now, uh, do we want to just pick plow, a movie? Plow, plow forward. Pick a movie, pick a, a fucking we album, can, and how, however you want to call do it. it early. We can do that again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, because uh, let me see. What? How are we for time? Oh wow, this is a short one today. Only an hour and a half. No. Oh. Do I? What do I have here? Anything that? The greatest '90s movie villains. Oh boy. Okay. This is from MovieWeb. This is in not in any particular order. Okay. Harry and Marv from the Home Alone series. The Wet Bandits. Oh, Jesus Christ. Greatest villains? Yes. Yeah, I'd go there. They're fucking... They're, they're it, awesome. They're, those fucking movies, I love them. Ugh. I love them. I wouldn't say they're great villains. Oh, here's another one that you won't agree is a great villain. Dr. Evil. Awesome. Yes. He's the best villain ever. <laughs> all I want is freaking sharks with freaking lasers on the freaking In early movies, he was a great villain. Then all of a sudden, it got... One million dollars. Fucking weird. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Next is Darth Maul from The Phantom Menace. No, wasn't. Uh, I, I would, of, all, I, of all the Star Wars villains, he was the... No. Yeah, he wasn't around much. Yeah, yeah, it's not not bad. Howard Payne from Speed. Dennis Hopper. Never Speed. really watched the movie. Oh, you never saw Speed? No. Oh, he was a dick. He was a sadistic. Uh, it's uh, Keanu Reeves. Hmm? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. They're on a bus, mm-hmm. and they have to keep the bus above 50, 50 miles an hour or some bullshit. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking... The premise is stupid, but... Yeah. Enough it, that they made Speed 2. Yeah. That was, boat. Boat, that, was that was a boat. That was a boat. Yeah. And I don't think Keanu Reeves was involved No, in he one. wasn't, and I... Neither was Sandra Bullock, nope, I don't believe. Because they went, nope, nope, this is stupid, and I never even saw that movie. Next is undoubtedly... A gr- the next couple are undoubtedly great movie villains of all time. Annie Wilkes from Misery. Oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. If for nothing right. more. My the, ankles hurt just. <laughs> if for nothing more, the hobbling scene. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He deserved it. He he got out of bed. Well, yeah. And he put didn't put the penguin back the right way. Exactly. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. it was his, that was his own fault. Mm-hmm. His own fault. He brought mm-hmm. that on himself. Oh, my. Yeah. That was a that is an excellent movie. I enjoy. I I Ooh. really like. That's one of my favorite Stephen King books, and the movie actually does it justice. The movie's very good. Yeah. Next, uh, I'm on Goth from Schindler's List. I've never seen the movie. Ralph Fiennes is character yeah. in Schindler's List. Yes. He runs the camp, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Um. And done in black and white. Yes, done in black and white. It's and true story of Oscar Schindler, who is per, who is personally responsible for saving thousands mm-hmm. of Jewish lives during World War II. Mm-hmm. He's actually interred at the 
at at one of the most holy Jewish cemeteries in Israel. Oh wow! For for what he did, I want to watch that movie again. Schindler's List is a fantastic. That was Liam Neeson was in there. Yes, he plays Oscar Schindler. Yeah. That's a long one, though. Isn't that like three hours it's, long? It's three hours and change. Yeah. But it's a, a fantastic yes, it fucking is. movie. Uh, uh, Steven... Spiel- I think it's Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg did Spielberg that, yes. Movie. Next is John Doe from the sev- from Seven. Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. You've never seen it. No. It's a... Oh, I've, it's seen, I've seen enough of it where I've probably already oh, seen it. Oh, my God. And how he mind fucks him at the end. Oh, yeah. oh my All God. I, I just have one question. What's, What's in, in the, the box? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. That that movie is so good. Um, I... I gotta watch that one again. I'm... I gotta watch Seven I think I again. watched that with uh, the kids not too long ago. Yeah, Seven's an excellent movie. Uh, speed was good. Brian says Speed was good. Stop doing Speed. Uh, the little girl in the red jacket. Really cool visual. Excellent movie. Little girl in the red jacket. Never heard of that one, Doug. Oh, there you go. What's in the box? <laughs> Wasn't that from Schindler's List? The one thing they made in color. I think so. Yes. It's been a while since I watched. I know. List. Same here. It's it's been years since I watched D- that movie. Doug, is that where that was from? Is the girl the the little girl in the red jacket? I think you're right. Yeah, the guy who hasn't right. seen it fucking knew. How do you know that? Because I fucking go on the internet. <laughs> Next. It's more for just porn. Allegedly. Next is Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yes. Mm. Fucking hate that guy. Hugo Weaving was so good. Uh, he was, was so good in that. Oh. Mr. Anderson. Well, I, th- I thought, I mean, he, he was more of a pawn than the main villain, though. Yep, the, yeah. Yes, Bill, that was right. It is the little girl in Schindler's List. I didn't say you were wrong, fuck lips. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know, like we were arguing with him. Are you trying to fucking annoy me, huh? Yes. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. At least you cop to it. <sighs> um, next, Hannibal Lecter. Yes, I was waiting for him mm. to come up. The, but... A villain you love to hate. I just love Hannibal Lecter. Oh, my God, yes. What was the one... Wasn't there a prequel to that? Red Red Dragon. Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you want to get technical, Red Dragon was made first as a movie called Manhunter. It was terrible. Don't seek it out. Okay. But But if you want to watch the Hannibal Lecter saga in... Order. Uh huh. You start with Hannibal Rising. I don't think I ever saw that. When did that come out? Shit, that was later on. Um, but that's Hannibal from his youth till he comes to America. Okay. Okay. That's Hannibal Rising. Then you go to Red Dragon. All right. You writing this down? Yes, I am. All right. Yep. So the first one. Hannibal, Hannibal Rising. Rising, Red Dragon. Yeah, that one I have. Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Then Hannibal. Yep. And Hannibal, he kind of, he kind of, uh, like a good type of villain, if I'm if I can remember correctly. Yeah, he's uh, kind of helping the cops out and shit like that. Well, no. Then I'm thinking I'm thinking wrong. No, 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 no. He that, was going after people that were 
no, no, no. Hannibal is when one of his survivors is trying to track him down. Mason Vigor is trying to track him down. Is that the one where he has the guy up in like a church tower and slits his guts Yep, and then throws him out the window, and as yes. soon as he gets hung, everything just kind of yes, that's Hannibal. Um, but that's the one where Mason Viger, uh Mason Viger is actively hunting down Hannibal, and like is pay, like pays to have him brought to his fucking farm in Maryland so the pigs pigs can eat him. That's correct. Yes, that's Hannibal. But that, that's the chronology of the movies for Hannibal, for the Hannibal Lecter. Did song. you know there was a Hannibal series? It was terrible. Okay. It was, as I've read all the books, I've seen all the movies, the TV show did not fucking do it justice. Oh, my Lord. It was terrible. Um, and the last one on the list is the T-1000, hmm. Robert Patrick's Terminator. Oh, boy. From T-2. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's a pretty good fucking villain right there. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <sighs> that wasn't a bad list. <clears throat> I had a laugh. I think Doug posted uh, a meme today. It was a screenshot. It was uh, it was somebody asking in some chat or something, uh, does anybody have? Does anybody know of an air fryer that serves a family of eight? And somebody put, you know, what are you, Jeffrey Dahmer or something? And then some lady commented, what are you talking about? Murder. You know, he was an asshole. And then somebody put underneath her first day on the Internet. (laughs) Brian, it's not hello, Shanice. It's hello, Clarice. Clarice, yes. Who said? Brian says Shanice. No, it's Clarice. Yeah, Clarice. Hannibal Rising is a fucking great movie, Doug. You're right. And the guy that played Mason V'ger, that was Gary Oldman. Yes, he was fantastic in it. In Hannibal Rising or Hannibal? In Hannibal. Okay. He had the disfigured, disfigured face or something like that? Yes. Okay. That's yeah, what that, I thought. That, that was Gary Oldman. Okay. All right. So, do you want the, do you want to pick the movie or do you want to pick the album? I'll do the movie. Okay. Slap Nuts. Pick an album. All of mine are out of there, so I'm... Safe? I think so. Okay. This is from Brian. That Hammerbox album, Numb. Numb by Hammerbox. Okay. Hammer the box. Who's Brian? (laughs) How about the Holy Hand Grenade video? John Cleese fucking posted. Yeah. Yeah, they gave, they gave fucking, uh, they they gave King Charles the Holy Hand Grenade. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, I, I needed some mindless stupidity this week before I got here. I watched Life of Brian the other night. I fucking love that movie. Still holds up. The movie is from Eric. Oh, shit. This is a new one. A Knock at the Cabin. It's on Peacock. A Knock at the Cabin? Yeah. This is. I bet it's a horror movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, It's an M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Okay. Okay. Um, It's... Stars Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the premise of the movie is completely fucked. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. No, don't, because I think I do remember. You said Batista's in this? Yes. I do remember seeing previous work. Dave Batista is in it. Um, it's I, 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 I normally don't like M. Night Shyamalan stuff. Mm. 
Um, knock on the... A knock at the cabin. Oh, knock at the cabin. Yes. Very good movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. I don't know because I've been actively avoiding it. What? I've been actively avoiding it. Why? I don't like the premise. Okay. So, but I, but it's part of, hey... You got to watch a racing movie. Right. Yeah. Right. I got to, I watched a racing movie, so you have to watch A Knock at the Cabin. Mm. And you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't like it. Mm. All right. And it's M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. It's an M. Night Shyamalan oh, ding dong. Oh, my God. See, I, I normally don't like his stuff because um, he he relies too heavily on the mind fuck ending. Yes. The, the mind fuck. Mind don't talk fuck. about the ending. No, I won't. Okay. He relies too heavily on the mindfuck plot twist ending. I remember the first time I was mindfucked when it was uh, Bruce Willis. What the Sixth fuck? Sense. Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah, that was like, I was at the yeah, but, oh, the fuck? Yeah, but nobody else. I mean, yeah, smart people telegraph that shit. I wasn't even surprised. He's wearing the same clothes every time we see him. Yeah. And nobody is acknowledging him at all. Mm. I never thought of that one. Wearing the same clothes every time you see his character. I gotta fucking watch this movie. And the only one who acknowledges his presence at all is Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. That's it. Fuck. I mean, he's done a few. There's been a few that I did like. Um, Like, Unbreakable, I thought was pretty good. Mm hmm. And then there, there, there ended up being a trilogy there Unbreakable, Shatter, and Split. I was gonna say yes. Um, Mm-hmm. But this one, um, it was based on a book called The Cabin at the End of the World. Okay. And I haven't read the book yet, but I did have to watch this movie because the premise really intrigued the shit out of me. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, um, for if you want to play along at home, uh, yes, Gary Oldman. Yes, very nice. Uh, Doug says, uh, imagine, how, imagine how King Charles has, feels having to wear his mom's old clothes. <laughs> yes, Doug. You will enjoy Knock at the Cabin. It's a very good movie. Um, it's on Peacock. Check it out. Um, you'll definitely enjoy it. But if you guys want to play along, what's the name of that album again? Hammerbox Numb. Okay, Numb. The album for next week is Numb by the band Hammerbox. Hang on, I need to write this down. I did write it down. I don't have to write that one down because I have, it's Brian, so I'll just add, what was that album again? I forget where I wrote it down. You gotta be kidding me. I lost it. Fuck. What happened? Why are you throwing garbage back in your pockets? Because it's not garbage, man. It's, it's It's notes and shit. All right, so the album is Numb by Hammerbox. The movie is A Knock at the Cabin. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have fun with it. Um, And as always, if there's something you want us to review, whether it's an album or a movie, since we're going to be doing movies again, please, by all means, Drop us a line here on the Facebook page, or, you know, on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. or you can email us. Oh no, not them at gmail pod. Oh, oh no, not them pod at gmail.com. 
Got to get the fucking address right. <laughs> and one shameless plug. Whatever platform you happen to listen to us on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, um, it would really do. It would really be doing us a solid and help people to find us. Mm-hmm. If you were to give us a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. wherever you find us, give a give us a rating and a review. YouTube, yeah, yeah. Give us a you know, give us a like or and a subscribe on YouTube. Um, you can look, you can search us up on YouTube. Oh no, not them. Give us, uh, you know, give us some love on the social media tip and, uh, it helps, it, it, it helps us to grow and it helps us to, uh, keep the motivation to keep doing this. Yeah. I have fucking fun anyway. Yeah. I, I have fun anyway, but if I can get, if I can get somebody else to have fun, all the better. Yes. So. Like I said, give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review. We would really appreciate it. Okay, when we Brian says, when we review that album, the way I hear them, keep uh, keep in mind they sound a lot like the scene in the movie The Crow, where the band is playing in the pit where the bad guys hang out. Oh, so it sounds like the fucking Jesus and Mary chain. I've never seen The Crow. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Any references, I'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll give. I'll, I'm gonna give it an honest, an honest review, Brian. And I really, really hope I don't hurt your feelings, but it may happen. He don't have feelings. Good, because <laughs> I've been known to. I've been known to trample them. I uh, yesterday, yesterday, he. He went to go wash his hands right before uh, my other counterman went to lunch at 12 o'clock. And Rob was on the phone call, and I'm in my office in the fucking phone ring. It's like, okay, I know Rob's out there by himself. I answer the phone. It's a shop in Bethlehem. He says, I got a 15 F250 with a 6.2 V8. Yeah, okay. I need a complete fuel system. I said, how the fuck? Why did I pick up this phone? That's exactly what I said to him. I said, why the fuck did I pick up this phone? He goes, I was expecting Brian to pick up. I said, listen, the day Brian's having right now, if he had picked up the phone, I'd have heard a thump. Yeah. This guy, I had to get, I had to price everything from the gas tank, from the filler neck, gas tank, all the way up. They, they put this vehicle was converted to compressed natural gas. And now some dingback wants to put it back to just gas. It was like, Almost four thousand dollars just in the shop's cost in parts. I'm like, holy fuck! What dingbat wants to do that? And then by the time you add labor, into exactly, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be half a new truck. And I emailed them. I emailed them the quote yesterday, probably about twelve thirty, quarter to one, and I never heard back. <laughs> yeah, well, they probably took that quote just for the parts. And okay, their cost was for over four grand. Yes, so. You figured they're going to tack 20 plus, 20% plus Correct. onto what they're going to charge the customer. Yes. Okay. So four grand, and you figure tack another thousand on. So five grand just in parts. And I even said to him, I said, I said, what about the wiring? He goes, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, because <laughs> I know they have to redo wiring and everything on that. I know. Son of a bitch. I, I'm like, that's one of those phone calls I got to. That's what's funny. I said, I thought, okay, somebody put sugar or something in the fuel. 
And I, I, I said, by the way, I said, what the hell happened? And then he told me that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, nope. I can't believe it either. Uh, uh, Brian says, screw you, Jim. You deserve that phone call. <laughs> you know what? Anytime, Brian, I've never met you, but I already like you. And anytime Jesus somebody Christ. can take a shit on Jim, I'm okay with it. You know, we had phones. Uh, my old job where we had programmed them that we had a push of a button. We could send it the, the phone call to any line we wanted to. Yeah. And the person, they didn't get a, like a connecting ringtone or anything like that. They just thought that they were calling the number they had. You guys need that for Jim. Yeah. Just when the phone rings, hit the button. It goes back to his office. That'd be great. Don't work that way. And thank you, Doug. Doug says he just gave us five five fucking stars on Spotify. Woohoo! Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank uh, you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We appreciate that. Um, so numb by hammer, uh, hammer box, hammer box, can't, re- can't read my own writing. Uh, dumbass. And the cab, I have feelings. Not, not, uh, a knock at the cabin is the homework for next week. If you guys want to play along or if you want to kick us something new to do, let us know. Okie dokie. Until next time. This has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers.